yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public glass. We're not part of the community, but we're from the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're gonna go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it, it changes all the time. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Beautiful. I, I love I've been watching that now do, using it as an intro. And then I realized that we we left the last word of the line of the of the intro of the song off become we left <laughs> so it's a great video. And then we cut the last bit of the song off. Um, welcome, everybody, back to the the jar, uh, the jar foundation sponsored uh, sponsoring this podcast and it's mental health today. And today we've got Gary Bennett uh, joining us. And Gary and I are old Mm -hmm. almost colleagues yeah. <laughs> we swam we swam in the same oceans uh the same streams we circled around the same school of fish uh yeah. but i don't think we've ever met uh and and we never worked together and although no. we've worked for similar companies in the same business uh in the same area and it's so it's great gary to finally get a chance to meet you you're uh you're truly a legend in asia still and uh in the insurance business um and uh, like I said, just great, great to have you and, and to kind of hear a little bit about your story. Thanks, Ken. Thank you very much. And it, like, again, li listening to the intro is, is really cute because it does, it does say it's about the way you look at things that make a difference in life. And if you're Absolutely. smart enough to look at things through different perspectives and different lenses, then you will see things a little differently. And that's, yeah. you know, I, I think what's probably been important for me. Um, Ken, th thank you for the introduction. You know, as, as you have said quite rightly i've been very fortunate that i've yeah. probably spent almost 40 plus years in the insurance business um uh, most of it as ceo chairman of businesses 13 different countries regional roles um and end, ended up you know after a significant career in asia out of australia originally as you can hear from yeah. my strange yeah. exotic it's, accent it's a, it's a small one it's a wee bit <laughs> It's, it's still it's still there. Someone asked me yesterday why I hadn't lost it, and I thought, well, <laughs> I don't I don't know that you ever do. And it, and it, it ended up again um, by opportunity and choice in Mexico nearly nine years ago. And I've been um, I, I went through the final stages of a career, and and then started to think quite seriously about about what I wanted to do next. And and you know as we were sharing a little earlier on, and I've shared this perspective with a number of people uh, doing the things that I've started to do, and I'll spend a bit of time talking about that, but doing the things that I've started to do, I recognise that that we collectively, um, us beautiful grey-haired set who have, you know, a wealth of experience and a whole range of things, are going to live much longer than what our predecessors, our parents and our grandparents yes. did. So I'm quite lucky that, that my dad, who's just about to turn 90 and is still active, built what is a terrific third innings or third act. And, and I started to think about a few of these things because I must admit, I'd, I've worked since I was 16 and nine months. And one of the things that, that starts to play on your mind, and I'll use the word stress because I think it's important that you yeah. share some of these stories. What starts to stress you out as you get into your 60s, you recognize, and as, as I'd done with lots of businesses, that it's time to get out of the way. Now, 
I would often do that with businesses that I ran in Asia or Mexico. I'd do three or four years. I'd build a strategy, strengthen the team, get the business going, find a successor and get out of the way. Yes. And I, I, and I knew that, that as I approached this stage of my life, that I needed to start to think about things in the longer term, because this was quite genuinely an opportunity for this third innings or third act. And the longer I've worked with, with a, I've been working with some longevity scientists and some terrific people who are really looking at lifespan, wealth span and health span, I thought, well, I'm going to be on this planet another 25 to 30 years. I better think about what I'm going to do because I was starting to become quite concerned, I, you know, how often can you paint the fence, cut the grass, take the trash out? Um, only so many times. So, you know, I, I've said this to lots of people. What I did was sat down, as I've done often over my life and my career, and built a plan which gave me both mm. confidence, understanding about what I could do. And, and you know, can, can any, any journey that we're on, whether it's, you know, we're going to drive Route 66 or we're going to take the Silk Road or we're going to do something. All of those things are great journeys with a good roadmap and a good plan, but you just yeah. never know what's around the corner. So regardless of that, we, we built a plan and we sat down and said, this is what we want to do. And it was as much because of the self-reflection that I had with my own life. I thought, well, what am I going to do? I don't want to, I don't want to die at 61 or 62 through boredom. Um, and, and as we've mentioned, we've seen lots of people who didn't quite understand that there was going to be more than that. Like, and I, you know, we're all different. Yeah. And one, one of my great aha moments always, and I remind myself constantly, is that every single one of us is different. Right? Yes. Even identical twins will have days when they're a little different. But we're all a little different, and we all um, build these things a little differently. But I didn't, I didn't want to find myself getting to a point where I just said, I can't wait for this to happen uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I was in no hurry to stop doing the things that I was doing because mm -hmm. I felt for 40 years of my life, I'd actually added value where possible. Um, yep. But I did have experiential learning, um, cultural diversity, geographic locations, um, a, ne a network. And I think that one of the most important things that we have is a network and that I wanted to be able to try and find a way to put that into action and practice mm. in the next in the next stage in the, in the in the third act yeah or your next your next innings and um i i did sit down and i and i say this and i encourage people to do this I, I got myself a coach in actual fact she got me somehow i remember sitting with <laughs> yeah you were in you realized you'd 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 gotten coat you were at a coach now i have a coach now ken it was a, re a really cute story she was actually coaching my chairman and we were at a board meeting in Mexico, and I still remember to this, this day because it was pitch dark. I was having breakfast um, with her because she said to me, Gary, I'd really love to have breakfast with you. And I said, okay, but it's got to be early. We've got the meetings and stuff. So we were at, we were at the Four Seasons Hotel in Mexico. She came in and she sat down to me and she said, look, I know I'm coaching the boss, but I'd really love to work with, to work with you. And I said, oh, and that, that, you know, one that's probably not fair. She said, no, I really want to work with you. So... I said, let's do it. We still work together. And that was about 12 or 13 years ago. Wow. And what I did with Anne, and I've referred Anne into other CEOs who are looking at developing either business plans or self-improvement or work. Mm. And I, I really have a great belief in having a coach or a mentor. And I know that there's a difference between the yeah. two. 
Um, and, and she worked with me and she said to me, you know, how can we work together? I said, well, look, there's a couple of things. Uh, and she looked at my experience and, you know, I, I pushed on a few things. I said, but the one thing that I'm probably more frightened about than anything, and that's the right word, is that there will come a time when I have to, not that I ever got a gold watch, but, but that, you know, philosophical <laughs> point of time where it's yes. said, you, you've got to walk out. Um, I need to work and build a plan for what's next. And she said, Gary, let's do that together. And, and while I was still employed, like there were a number of things that I'd started to diversify into as an executive. I've always been a little entrepreneurial and on the edge of doing things that were outside the traditional insurance area for me, a little bit more risky. I'd been involved with wine businesses and real estate portfolios and some private equity work outside what I was doing with, yeah. the, with the permission of my employer, but it, it let me do things. So we, with Anne, we actually built a genuine plan. We set, we structured a business, registered an organization in Hong Kong, set up a, a formal practice and then said, what do you want to do? And that allowed me to have mm. the confidence that I could be directing and having the choice. And I, there, there are words that I use specifically, having the choice about what I did in this third act and how I built um, the opportunities, the choice. And, and there were some criteria that we established. One was, there were three criteria. I want to work with people that I really like. Okay. I want to have fun. And if we can make a few bucks along the way, we'll make a few bucks along the way. Yeah. But it, was, it was really about working with people that you love. And, and, and I think that over a lifetime, you like, can you say you build this wonderful network of people who understand you, get you. You know, when, yes. when you talk about, you know, like even some of the things that I'm doing now, I have done where I love to work in the less affluent areas. Like I've lived and worked in India and China and Vietnam and Mexico, and you know, I, I walk the streets here every morning before the sun comes up, and I watch those. Mexican men and women at six o'clock in the morning, yes. trudging off to work to make maybe five bucks a day. Um, and, and I think if there's a way that through my, my journey and understanding and influence and involvement that I can help with them, then I'm going to do something in that third act that's really hmm. meaningful. And, and if that helps with my soul, and I, I say this regularly, I'm not... I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Mm. And I do think that, that what you give to the universe, you'll get back. Um, I look around there and, and the things that I'm doing, everything from the consolidation of hospital clinics at the bottom end here in Mexico, um, a new um, financial services play in India that, that works with, with women entrepreneurs who borrow small amounts of money and then take small insurance policies to protect themselves against their maybe not so efficient husband if he doesn't live or whatever, yes. um, to, 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 um, to, to making significant differences in South Africa where we've done some cute stuff with a guy that I met with some accommodation for nurses near a local university where you, you actually build a plan that, I don't know, and, and, and maybe... You know, I, I don't think I've ever done anything wrong along the way, but there is this wonderful opportunity to have the choice about how I make a difference on the planet. And that, in turn, 
If I said it means that when I lay down in bed at night that I have a great conscience, mm. when I get up and look at the man in the mirror every morning and put my running shoes on and, and my working clothes to go off, that I think, yeah, look, I'm, you know, I'm, no, I'm not Bill Gates or, you know, someone who can donate billions, but I can give back time and some money I, and investment in those areas. And that yeah, makes me... Absolutely. If I said feel a whole person... Um, and maybe that's selfish. Maybe that's, you know, me saying, okay, you know, you're making yourself feel good. But if I can actually do what we've been doing and make a difference, then I think that that adds to my my well-being, my peace of mind, yeah. my, my mental um, perspective on myself, which is important because life begins with us, um, with you and me, as yes. much as we'll give back. Yeah. Like if I, if I can't... If I, if I was to drop dead at 63 because I wasn't healthy of mind or had given up cigarettes 30 years ago or was smarter with my diet and all those things that really add to our, our mental and personal longevity and health span, yeah. um, th then I'd, you know, pr I'd probably be critical of myself. But I think that those things all yes. yeah. make a difference. Yeah, yeah so it's those, interesting. You, you, we were talking about, um, you know, is it, is it selfish to feel good about feeling good about helping somebody else right and it's a weird it's a weird thought but it is yeah. it's a it's a real i mean it's a real kind of conclusional it's a it's kind of a it's if you follow that along it makes sense but when you step back obviously it doesn't make it's it's not if you're feeling good and content because yeah. of sharing your knowledge and your life experience and that impacts other people's positively that's great i mean yeah Look, and I, you know, Ken, my, my view is, is that it's important. And I, and I think the more people, like, it's, it's funny, I encourage, you know, people say to me, you know, how do you do it? And I say, look, I'll, I'll work with you and I'll, I'll help you to get involved with these sorts of things if that's what you want to do. If it's about, yes. if you want to go and make a million dollars, then maybe you do something else. If you want to yeah. make a difference rather than a million dollars, um, and, like, you know, life's been, life's been good to us along the way. We've had fortunate yes. opportunities done all sorts of things so um it's 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 nice to do that and to have that choice and to be proud about yes. it i think is really yeah. important well as I, you know I, I i hope that i share that that story with as many people as possible because it works for me sometimes and sometimes it means that i don't say no as often as i should and that i'm doing more things than possible but i don't know whether that's like some days it's exhausting but i try and run a balanced life as it you know, I've, I've made myself every morning my number one priority and then talking about mental health and well-being and balance. Yes. Um, I, I, and I'm looking at my wearable. I have a wearable and an hour ring. And, and those, <laughs> th those of you that, that, that knew me well, and, and again, when, when I worked for the same organisation as you years ago, I weighed 166 kilos. Um, this morning, I'm 90 kilos on the scales. Um, in, the, in the last year, and I tracked this, I can't run anymore because my knees, I've got to get some stem cell work done on my knee in a few months' time. But last year, I did the equivalent of 71 marathons walking around this magnificent town or wherever I happen to be. Because we That is wild. Like, 71 marathons. 71 marathons and it shows up on, on my ring and my watch um, yeah you're you're yeah. so you're walking a marathon more than more than a marathon a week more than, more than a marathon a week i do about 60 
between 60 and 70 kilometers a week. Yep. And a marathon's 42. So, and, and I, you know, I go out, I do some, some exercises, but that's, and I know this is silly as an executive who spent all of his life looking in his calendar and his schedule and expecting yeah. his assistant to say, you know, Gary, you got another meeting in 15 minutes. Um, the first meeting <laughs> in my calendar every day for the next 10 years is, is two hours and 15 minutes with Gary Bennett um, on his own. And to me, that's been, you know, as, as we talk about what happened in the last few years and COVID and lockdown and being stuck in places and not seeing family, to me, that was my sanity break because it did two things. One, physically, yeah. it made an enormous difference to my life and my longevity absolutely. and it's extended absolutely. my longevity. It, and the other thing that... It, yeah. Ken, the other thing that gave me, and I, and I love this, and I, and I always give him a plug, I, I think I've done now nearly 300 books and lecture series on Audible. I love Audible. Like, and I can walk and I can listen um, at the very same time. Like I just finished a, a book on Winston Churchill and his involvement in the Boer War and how he escaped from POW camps in Pretoria. Um, I've started another new book this morning on exercise. I just finished a great book on the life of Frank Sinatra. I've done the lecture series on Rome and Egypt, like 30 lectures at a time. And what it does are two things. When I get this physical activity, which yes. is great yeah. for my life and my longevity, and at the same time, I can turn off to all the other noise and issues around me and listen to audio books, mm. which I think... Again, you know, we, we're living in this wonderful age of technology. The fact that you and I, you know, are sitting in, in, in different countries and having this conversation, the fact that, that each week I, I talk to um, 30 different businesses, mostly startups, some, you know, more traditional bigger businesses, that I can be either physically in the room with them or I can be virtually. You know, this, this, this world is... It's amazing is, right now. Is enabling amazing. so many things. So, um, you know, that, and that, but I say that, that walk in the morning, and I like some weeks on a Sunday, I'll cut it back and just do a little bit. Maybe some Sundays I'll just do some exercise. I, I was swimming with that as well, but sadly, my local five star hotel that used to let me swim for 12 bucks a day um, has closed it off unless I'm a resident in the hotel, which is sad, but I'll find somewhere else to swim. Um, but those things really, one from a, a mental uh, perspective and a physical perspective, which sort of links together, um, and that time, that Gary yes. time every morning um, was ter has been terrific. It's been I, really great. I just love the idea of like, you know, your first schedule of the day. Oh, it's a one-on-one. -on -one. Yep. You've, one. you've got another one-on-one -on -one this morning. Yep. You know, that guy just, he just doesn't give up. He's every day at, at yes. what, five to seven or six to yep. eight. Yep, I'm, I'm out at, like, I'm, the arm goes off at five. I do a series of exercises, you know, I drink a little half a protein because my doctor said you've got to have something before you go. I take a little protein shake and and then I'm off. And I do 10, between 10 and 12 kilometres. Yeah, 10 to yeah. yeah. So, and, and it's, it, as you say, it's an appointment with yourself. And I, and I think that, you know, maybe as we get older and more self-reflective and understand our strengths yes. and our weaknesses, which I think is really important for us to understand that. I think that, you know, you, you talk about aha moments. I'm not sure that my aha moment wasn't more like a comfortable pair of shoes where after I'd done 20 marathons, I thought, geez, these fit really well now. They're comfortable and I'm in the zone. I'm in the space. Love it. And then you get to a stage where you start to feel, I can have these conversations with myself. I'm not, it's not stupid to have these 
discussions with Gary about what he should do and how he should do it and the way he should work and um, the way he should look after himself. I, th I think that, that that is important for all of us to, to do those things and be reflective of the good things in life that we can do to make us feel better, which then I think will help, you know, mankind, our network, our friends, our contacts all be better as well. And so it's yeah. funny the um, you, you've you've kind of said the words a, a phraseology a couple times Early, earlier I was going to say something um, but you talk about reflection and you're looking in the mirror and the song yeah. the song that we played at the intro yeah. yeah is basically says that as I as I wake today wash away you know my past my yesterdays and when I look in the mirror eye to eye with the man I have become yeah, yeah. and you no, we have to we have to take stock of who we are and you know kind of say hey we're you know I, i'm okay right now i might not be the perfect ken but i'm a good yep. ken and i'm and if you're doing the things like gary you're talking about which is make a plan and yep. start working on it and building yourself like you said you don't know what's around the corner but you no. got a map and a compass and i quite often say that mm -hmm. about my guests you know these they've had some of mm -hmm. them have had pretty horrific stories they're sharing the story, but I always feel mm -hmm. like they're on this new road, sometimes a dirt paved road, sometimes a nice highway, but they've got a fresh map and a fresh compass, you know, and it's, yeah, Ken, it's a great place yeah. to be in life. Ken, there are two, two really quick stories I'll tell in, in line with that. And if I yeah. said this and I, and I, you know, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've done the first book called nice guys don't come last, which is being um, put through the editorial review now with a lovely lady in New oh. York. Is this um, your? Is not your first book, or no? It's, yeah, it's it's actually I, I did a thing called Financial Passages a year ago, but that was more about financial planning and business okay. And stuff. Okay. Okay. Great. This one's really about, and the the story starts, and this is this is why it's important. At nine years of age, my actually a few days after my ninth birthday, my parents separated. Um, okay. I I stayed and was stuck. My mum left because my dad wasn't a terribly nice person when he was younger. He wasn't. I don't think he understood himself, and I think that as he's grown mm. older, he's learned more about himself. But at nine, I raised my younger brother and sister for the next six years. And um, you, what you become is a nine-year-old adult, like an everything, yeah. cooking That's dinner. Weird. Shop. Like my sister tried to burn the house down, lots of stuff. But what you do is you become an adult really quickly, which, which thrusts you into a, a series of things that a nine-year-old shouldn't. But... Mm person it helps you on this journey of growth and reflection and where you've come from and I think that what 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 I've been able to do is to be able to see the steps that I've taken on the journey to improve um, on my terms the way I wanted because one I didn't have the parental influence or guidance in the early years and I had to make it up at times yes um, and and it was difficult and then sadly and this is where sort of the, the journey broke it at 16, as I said, I've been working since I was 16 in nine months. The reason that that was the case yeah. was my girlfriend fell pregnant. Um, and, I went home and, I, and I went home and I said to my father, my girlfriend's pregnant. And he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to, you know, I just finished high school. I said, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to do the right thing and marry her. And he said, well, boy, if you think that's the right thing, there's the door. And I walked out the door because I was shown the door and we didn't talk again for another 14 years. Sorry, Dad, to tell this story, but we didn't. 
Now, did yeah, that do me? But this is not unusual. This is real life, Gary. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is. Yeah, exactly. So, again, I went to work on myself, listening, man. learning, understanding, growing, volunteering for things that a lot of my friends who'd been university graduates eventually, because my dad said, what about law and medicine you're going to do? I said, I'm sorry, I'm going to do, this, these were my words, I'm going to do the right thing. Well, I'm not sure that it is, son, but I did. And I've lived my life believing I was going to do the right thing. So that was that. was that, And that set me on a journey of both self-reflection, both looking back and looking forward about how can I be a better man than I was yesterday? How can I try better? Yes, yeah. And this, this one's a little emotional because I, I had a great friend of mine who was an Olympian. Um, he was a 400-metre runner. Um, sa sadly, Rick passed away about a year and a half ago. His name was Rick Mitchell. He was an okay. Australian champion. He was the, the captain of the Australian Commonwealth Games team. But he gave me some, some words once. And we lived in a really average suburb, way out in the western suburbs of Sydney, and the sidewalk walks had no cement, no concrete. They were clay. And he said, <laughs> Gary, remember how we used to run up that hill on those clay footpaths? He said, every day you remember that and you'll never forget where we came from. And that story wow. lives with me. And as, as a way to look back and reflect back on the mm. journey of a lifetime, and, and where we can make a difference and where we grow and where we develop and where we value ourselves as human beings was, again, a couple of interesting stories for me. And, and they, like for some people, they, I'm, I may have taken a different path. I could have been a different person. Yes, I educated myself later on in life. I got a university degree mm -hmm. from Berkeley in business administration. Like I, I've been to school. I've had actuaries lecture me about the insurance business because I said, I don't know. <laughs> Sit down and tell me, um, yes. and, and really continue to be educated as often as possible. Now working with a couple of uh, one of the businesses, a couple of fantastic academics in the technology and longevity space, I learn something new every single day, and I think that that's the journey of, of life that's that's exciting and fantastic. Yeah, and I think you know keep, I think people keep experimenting, investing in themselves, yeah. uh, you know, trying something that people. Wouldn't imagine you should try. Yeah, um, I you know starting businesses is great when you're sixty yeah. in your sixties. Yeah, we, we know we know so much, mm -hmm. and not really afraid to fail. I mean, you know, embrace you know fail right, and failing is just really yeah. another lesson. You know, if that one doesn't work, you you pivot, and you're you know, so you never really yeah. stop or no. fail. You're just you know, pivoting. Well, Kevin, that's the title of a book, running. Running the side, the red, the red clay sidewalks of Western, you know, Western Sydney. There's yeah. like, there's a title in there, like a book title in there. <laughs> yeah. Like a little, the autobiography could be yeah. a little bit like that. There, there is like, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. Like, and again, Rick had been a friend of mine all of my life since we were, we were six years of age. We started man school together, a great, you know, a great guy. I'd, I'd helped him a couple of times with different jobs. He had some terrific and so he was a great player, but that that line, never forget where we came from, Gary, those clay sidewalks of Mount Pritchard. Um, and it was Mount Pritchard, we had to get up this that's, hill. That's the was, title. Was, the the was clay hard, sidewalks yeah. of Mount Pritchard. That's the, yeah. the title yeah. of the book right there. Gives but, me a real image. But can you like the, the thing that is important is and I was saying this, I, I'm I'm involved on a SPAC fund, the chairman of a private equity involvement of things and we were talking to some board members about some things that weren't quite going right 
Mm. Not everything is perfect in life. Like if it's perfect, you're going to get an ulcer trying to make it perfect. <laughs> and, and you know, oh, imagine just, trying to keep it perfect. And then, <laughs> and keep it perfect. So, but, but you're right. You, you know, we have the knowledge, the background, the ability to pivot, the choices that we make about how we do things, the ability to get on a network and say, and this is the most important words that, that you'll ever use, I need some help. Can you give me a hand? Um, you know, I, I think is important for all of us to remember. We can't mm. do it on our own. Um, you know, whether you believe it takes a village or whether it takes a, a world for us to do the things we need, we have a network of people. And, I, you know, I've, I've fortunately been lucky that I haven't pissed off too many people over the last, you know, 67 years. So, you know, I, I keep asking people for a hand and to give me some help. And um, I, I'm fortunate that I get it. I think those, you know, it's that open hand of the universe you were describing. You know, you're not a you're not a religious person. You've got the spirituality of it, and you know the belief that the universe. I have this saying. I say the universe hates an imbalance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And you know, one of the things to do is to create an imbalance by yep. your actions. You're yep. doing something good, and you're creating. Yep. And the universe, you know, it, this whole thing is one giant math equation. Mm. You know, yeah. not not to. I, I love actuaries. Uh, yeah. I'm a reformed, not I'm a reformed actuary hater. You know, yeah. <laughs> I actually turned, I learned not to love actuaries, but I mean, it's one giant mathematical equation in the universe. And if you start creating an imbalance, yeah, it, it has to go back to some zero. Everything has to come back to you know equal an absolute value of zero. Yeah. And if you're playing with that formula, you're in the right space if you're doing it positively. That's right. If you're Absolutely. out doing the wrong stuff and you're creating negative energies. It, the universe hates an imbalance. Yeah. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Yeah, it'll 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 square off. So no, it, it'll find you. Yeah, um, it'll find you. The the comment about reaching out to people and asking for help very powerful for me. You know, very poignant. Um, I'm I'm kind of in that space. You know, yeah. I'm I'm yeah. grinding away on my own project, and it's a great. You know, I'm doing it alone in a way. You mm -hmm. know, quite alone. Uh, yeah. At the end, at the end of the day, it's me. Yeah, um, and you know, and there are those chances where it, I do need, I should reach out more and really yeah. open up, you know, my heart and open up my hands, you know, and say, I think I need some help. Um, and in that, it's powerful surrendering to that. Yes, yeah, Ken, and I think I think the you know I think that's super important because you know, and I say this to you know all, all the young startup entrepreneurs that I'm working with and. All sorts of people like the, like I've been very lucky that over the last yeah. you know, thirty years, there's I think there's nearly twenty chief executives in financial services that that worked with me, and I'm really lucky to watch so cool. young men and women come on, and and to say if you're not sure, just ask somebody. And can what what you do, what what I do, um, and I look at it this way: the worst thing that someone is going to do is to say no, and we all hate rejection but that's the worst thing yeah the best thing that's is, the worst is they'll say yes or they'll say not me but i can refer you to someone or what about my friend gary or what about my friend ken yeah have you talked to so and so yeah and 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 really like you know as i keep growing with this um goodness a number of calls today on some fundraising stuff for some of the businesses and another technology startup in mexico and i'm very lucky that the mexican guys have embraced me now that i've been here nearly nine years they think i'm almost mexican Oh, um, at the back. I mean, the, the culture of Mexico is is absolutely that, right? And you'll yeah. be a brother. Yeah, no, which is really you'll be a brother, which is really lovely to be to be taken 
And I'm so fortunate, Ken. Like, you know, I've, I've lived and worked in so many places and to be embraced by um, the culture and the people and still, yeah. like, you know, to be able to go back to India and, and still have great conversations and meetings and lunches and dinners with people who I made friends 15, 20 years ago is just astronomical, um, you know, lots of places. And I think oh. that that's the value of this of this network and, and not being frightened to say, I need a hand, can you help me out? And I, yeah. and I, and I love that, so... I think that's I do. Cool. And I, I think that's important for everybody to, you know, we do get that on the show quite often about people, you know, getting to a place and not knowing what to do. Yeah. And, you know, just a reminder, I just like I close so many of the shows with that, which is if you're in a dark space, you're, you know, you're in a, and sometimes dark can be a metaphor for, you know, a tough business situation yeah. or, or mental state. Yeah. Put your hands out. I mean, if you stretch yeah. your fingers out, yeah, get that electricity going. Put your hands out in the in the darkness. It's metaphorical darkness. You're gonna find somebody. Somebody yep. else is reaching out, looking for a hand. Um, yep. You know, we're all there's a lot of great humans out here. Um, yeah, look, and and it's it's easier. Like, not that it's ever easy to do it, but it, there are easier ways to reach people today yes. than we've ever had before. Sure. And yeah. and you know, for us to take advantage of that, I think is really important. Like. Th things that were so difficult years ago, like where we were either stuck with a crackly telephone calling across. <laughs> yeah. Well, and spending $5 a minute, right? You remember yeah. the, you know, it was, it was cost prohibitive. It was cost prohibitive. Or like even, even, even here today, like we say to people, don't, you know, we want to send you a letter. Well, don't send us a letter. Let's jump on Zoom or yes. whatever. Because it, it takes us 16 weeks to get a bank statement from Australia to Mexico. So why, why would I want to wait for a piece of paper or get a letter? Like these days, and, and this sort of interaction is great. So you're, you're right. There should be, you know, not, not that it's ever easy, but it's easier to get people to spend yeah. some time with us if we need to. Like, we, you know, we have... Going to say our daughter uh, lives in, back in Sydney at the moment, which is great. We miss her. She was here in Mexico for a while. She's lived in six countries, seven countries, um, and we look forward to seeing her in a couple of weeks. Because one of the things that, that I do as part of our master plan is we have a beautiful home here in in San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. Mm. We have a home in Bali. We have um, fractional ownership of a game lodge on Kruger National Park. Um, oh, some apartments in London, a house in Melbourne, and we and we the plan is. And was COVID slowed us down to spend a few months in each year in each of those yeah. places, yeah. Um, and to live virtually. Like I, you know, I've been a virtual executive since I left Melbourne in June 1995, uh, because my home office was either in Melbourne, in London, or in New York, and um, I would talk to my boss virtually since since so wild, yeah. And people say, oh, this new world. Well, I think it's wonderful because it gives people the choice to work where they want, yes. how they want, when they want. But I'm lucky. I've been, I've been doing this for a long time. To me, I, I love this because next week I'll be in Singapore with some face-to-face okay. -face meetings and, and a number of things. The week after that, I'll be in Bangalore for four days for a board meeting. Then the oh. week after that, I'll be in Bali and I've got four board meetings that week, all virtual, which is I don't, I don't know. I, I, I just love the fact that we live in this world and it gives us, you know, those, the freedom to make those choices about where and when and how we work, which we never had before. We were, you know, in, in, chained to a desk or a factory or an office. And I know that there are some people who can't live that way, yes. but I know lots of the businesses that I'm looking at and working with, um, even the big organisations are saying, okay, three days a week, we'd love to have you in the office. 
Uh, maybe Monday and Friday you work from home, but we want to make sure that, you know, we do our calls and we catch up and you can still be active and productive and make the business work. And yeah. I know one of the big insurance companies that I'm still on the board of and lots of committees um, has just had a great year, a sensational year in performance. Their distribution has become partially, partly virtual. Their offices, their claims, their underwriting, um, all sorts of things are working in this virtual space, which is great because it's great to be seeing this segue into a new world, into a new technology yes. evolution, yeah. like this move, the old move from the industrial or into the industrial revolution. We're now in a real technology age of, of, of working in a different way. It, it really is. It, it was so, um, you know, it was super frustrating. I mean, there were a lot of words for it, um, yeah. but I was, I was on the ground in, in Vietnam mm. when we went virtual yeah. and literally we had to issue, we had to figure out overnight how to accept applications, issue yep. policies, yep. print policies. Like you would talk about how to like get 20 years of, of yeah. get off your booty and do this. <laughs> like this stuff would have taken a decade and yeah. we did it in 90 days. Like yeah. Yeah. it was so yeah. shocking. Look, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Having lived in some interesting places like here in Mexico, um, I said often, when the earthquake comes and we can't operate from the office anymore, yes. what will you do? What's your plan? Yeah, we had a physical earthquake, but our building was lucky. But the real earthquake came with COVID. Yes. And it said, none of you are coming to this office. None of yeah. you. And for almost three years, nobody did. And as you say, things that we thought we're going to take or were taking forever. Yeah. All of a sudden, instantly, it was, <laughs> it was solved. And you thought, hallelujah. That, that. I, you know, this was a funny, it was a funny thing to watch, you know. And, and at one point we had, in, in the ultimate panic, height of panic, we had three virtual, three completely separate operating businesses. Yeah. We yep. split the company into three in case oh, yeah. one got hit, the other got hit. Yeah. We had a, you know, insurance, you can't stop paying claims, right? You That's just right. can't close an insurance company. It's not a, you know, it's not a coffee shop or a restaurant. It's, right. it's literally yeah. people are using your services 24 seven. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a great chat. Um, absolutely. Very interesting. So glad that this equipment and this virtual world, this new world and our third innings, uh, are all colliding. Um, it's really great, and I and I think uh, really appreciate your contribution to the to the kind of the the fabric we're building here to to kind of expose and talk about you know people and mental health and working and and you know how you've done it for years. And I love the idea of the planning. Yeah. You know that you're not you're not yeah. you have a plan, and it doesn't include a gold watch at the end of thirty five years. No, it, no, it, no, it doesn't. It's all those other things that tick the boxes. <laughs> It's yeah. the other things. Yeah. yeah. Um, any other, any closing thoughts, anything you want to, you know, share? I mean, take as much time as you want or, or as little as time and, you know, just to. Look, it's, it's interesting because I, I, I obviously, I made some notes and I think I probably touched on, on, on most of the hmm. things. You know, I, I, I do say this, there are a couple of people that I follow um, okay. from a reading point of view that, that have made a difference to my oh, life. Great. And, and look, I, I'm a huge Robin Sharma fan. Um, now he, he wrote his first book, I think, was The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari, uh, which, which is great. And there are lots of, lots of things to live by. But the one, one of his books that I used often and have by my bed is Who Will Cry When I Die? 
and it's about a hundred really one or two page I wouldn't call them short stories they're almost little essays from people around the world about the sorts of things that you can do in your life to make a small difference wow and it's a great it's a great reminder of those things like they might take three or four minutes to read the two pages each day and it's really and I and I've used this in lots of places I've suggested that people use it and I and I love it because I think Sharma to his credit as much as I'm sure he's very wealthy really is about making a massive difference to people on the planet he also wrote a book called the 5 a.m club which is tremendous and it's it's a story about three people that he met at a conference and then he invites them to an island and how they move through their own challenges everything from their their shortcomings to their mental inadequacies to their to their heartaches and brings them through that with a series of things and i I don't quite follow exactly what he says. I have a different order to things. But joining that 5am club has given me back my time. And as we talked about before, those, those one-on-ones with Gary Bennett in the morning that really make a difference. And, and you know, the, the old shoes story, I, for, for years, like they used to laugh at me because my, my chairman in India, when I ran the Indian business, he used to say, Gary Bennett tells this story and it's about the, the hardest thing that he does every day is to get out of bed and put his shoes on. And can I still say that? And that I have my shoes, I have a pair of yellow walking or running shoes um, and, a, and a yellow jacket that I wear. Okay. It's dark when I leave and I don't want to get run over by the trucks on the highway. But the hardest thing that I do every day is to put my shoes on. Is to put your shoes on. At once, five o'clock. Once my shoes are on, then I'm off. Everything else starts to fall into place. And, and, and I know that that might sound corny and maybe that's my own self-hypnosis or my self-talk. Yeah, yeah. If I put my thongs on, it means I'm not – my flip-flops on, it means I'm not going to go for a walk, so I don't. I, I put the shoes on every day. It's like if you pick up the phone, you're dead. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you, and you're right. Putting I, and I had the other night. I had I was laying in bed, went to bed, and I'm like, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow, get in the gym. Yep. And and exactly the thing that I imagined is putting on my shoes. Yeah. It's funny you say that because it's exactly what's the first thing I think of. Yep. Is what is my shoes? Yep. Even my shorts don't matter. No, it doesn't matter because you're your fine shorts or whatever. As long yeah. As you use on. Yep. But you're right. As soon as I put on, and I, I got these five toe finger things. As soon as yep. I put on, it's game on, right? Like the, it's just like a switch changes, and I'm in the, and it's like boom, let's go. It's exa- exactly right. That that it is. It's it's game on. It's day on. It's it's yeah. a new day. It's a positive start. And so you know pr- probably, and it's again, this is not this is not for everybody. But I can tell you, I see, you know, lots of different people. I, I end up. Uh, because of my bad knee, I end up on 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 the tartan track because it's easier and yeah, yeah. To, to do. And I see lots of people there in the mornings. You know, there's you know chubby little Mexican ladies and big tall athletic women and you know <laughs> marathoners doing the end of their forty kilometers. All sorts of different people. So all of us are different. So we're not all blessed and fortunate to have the physique of a marathoner or yeah or whatever. Um, but what we do have is feet most of us and if we can put our shoes on and that that'll get us going and to me that's that's my that's my on switch and once that's done it's done. and um you know so i i think as as a little bit of advice and i still laugh because 
I remember my, my dear chairman, Analjit Singh, used to say, he says the hardest thing he does every day is put his shoes on. <laughs> Everything becomes easy. Could you imagine? Like, it would perplex some people. Like, no, a lot of people would be absolutely perplexed by that thought. And, yeah. and it's interesting. And But a, a lot of people will also totally get it like me. They'll be like, oh, yeah. 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 Otherwise, but, nothing's happening. So they're, um, they're, they're probably the things. And as, as I say, I, you know, I, I, <laughs> up to, to new shoes a couple of weeks ago because I had done, I think the last quarter I did 22 marathon equivalents in <laughs> shoes and I was delighted at how well they'd worn considering that half this town is cobblestones and stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, so, so those things, um, you know, in, in my mind, you know, we'll all find our own space. That You know, the message that we are all different is really important and I have to continue to remind myself mm. that in everything from the way people work, pace, speed, understanding knowledge um, one of the things that we've done here regularly over the last three years COVID forced us I've learned that there were two things I wanted to do when I came to Mexico I was going to learn Spanish and I was going to learn to dance I can Ooh. dance I can dance I can dance not great but I can dance but I learned differently to my wife very differently and she's still coming to grips with the fact that I learn differently from she does but I think the message there is that we all learn a little different um even after all these years together, you know, you, you learn you're a different person than her. Yep, com completely. And I think that the tolerance th that we have for others in understanding how we all learn a little differently, we all cope a little differently, hmm. we all operate a little differently is really important in life. And we've got to be mindful of, of the way the world operates around us. Not everybody will either get us at the same time or get the way things work or understand things. You know, and it's, you know, it's, what, what they say? You know, it's so, so true. It's, so it's true. Like we're all different and, and kids are all different as they grow up. Be patient, be kind with them, be kind with Oof. yourself. Yeah, because we're, we're all different. You know, I have to be kind with myself. I wish I was a better dancer and a better Spanish speaker, but I'm not, but I will be. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're, you're if once, I think once it's in your, in your radar, you're, you're, you're honing in on it. Mm. Um. Again, Gary, thanks so much. Um, stick around a minute after we after we break. I'll just catch, catch you in the in the green room again. Sure. <laughs> thanks so, very much. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, and thanks everybody for listening. It's uh, again sponsored by the this the this show is sponsored by the Jar Foundation, and um, really appreciate that support. And also just uh, all the guests that come on and and share their story. So thanks for now, and we'll we'll see you. We'll see everybody. I want to do this one. Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. <laughs>